Amen. Amen. You see, some of us, we worship maybe a little bit more freely, and that's because we just, God's been so good to us. We, we can't help but be excited. Amen. And uh, so we worship exuberantly around here, and uh, that is not anything weird or different, but we're so glad that you are here with us today. Amen. I'm excited. Today we are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Amen. But this is only possible if he died and he was buried. Jesus' defeat of sin and of death becomes the guarantee for you and I to have new life for everyone who believes. Amen? And so that means we all can have victory over sin. We can have, come on somebody, we can have victory over the effects of sin right here, right now. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you would, stand with me. We're going to turn quickly to the book of John chapter 11. Amen. I realize that it is right now about time we're normally trying to finish up. And I I thank you for being patient. The kids did an awesome job. The choir did an awesome job. Amen. We're so thankful. They put a lot of time into their songs that they did for you today. And uh, amen. I'm so glad. I'm not going to preach very long, but I just have... One really quick point that I want to bring to you. And uh, John chapter 11, we're going to read verses 23 through 26. For those of you watching us online today, thank you for uh, joining us Facebook Live and live stream. We are so glad that you are uh, watching this today. We hope that you will join us in person soon. Amen. Uh, it's better in person. I'm just, uh, I'm partial, but it's better in person. But if you can't be here, you're sick or something's going on, uh, thank you for watching Facebook Live and live stream. We're glad that you are with us today. Amen. I do want to, uh, for those of you that are not familiar with this story, let me just quickly tell you, how many of you have ever read or know the story of Lazarus? Anybody ever heard that story? Okay, so for those of you that are not as familiar uh, basically, there's Mary, there's Martha, and there's Lazarus. They're two sisters and a brother. Uh, they are friends of Jesus. And Jesus gets word that Lazarus is, is sick. And instead of rushing right to Lazarus, he says, okay, I'll be there soon. But he doesn't take off right away. And uh, so Jesus delays coming. And when he finally arrives at their home in Bethany, the sisters are grieving and they're upset and they're They're just perplexed because, you know, by the time they get there, Lazarus is already dead. All right? Jesus is is coming onto the scene, and this is where we pick up. And if you would, I know this sounds maybe a little bit weird, but for those of you that are able to stand, if you would, let's stand just for a few moments for the reading of the word, and then I'll let you be seated again. John chapter 11, verse 23, Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, verse, uh, next verse, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus saith unto her, said unto her, I am. Somebody say, I am. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Amen. I want you to say and. Sometimes we forget he's the resurrection and the life. He says, he that believeth in me. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And then let's look at verse 43. And this is what happens. 
Jesus calls Lazarus forth, and when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word today. Speak into our hearts and lives in the next few moments. Help us to be open and receptive to what you want to do in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody shout amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Not only was Jesus' death and resurrection and what we're celebrating today, the resurrection, amen, not just for that day, not just for Jesus, but it was for us today. It is hope for us today. Amen. But not only is the act of Jesus' death and resurrection uh, hope for us, but also, amen, he was pointing to a very important interaction with Lazarus and his sisters. When Jesus uh, comes on the scene in Bethany, Lazarus is already dead. Anybody ever known somebody was really sick and that there was a possibility they might not make it? Anybody ever known somebody like that? The situation's very intense, right? And Mary and Martha are like, Jesus, if you'll just show up, everything's going to be okay. But Jesus didn't show up. That leaves a lot of people feeling empty. That leaves a lot of people feeling confused and perplexed. Why didn't Jesus take care of things the way I think he should take care of things? Anybody ever felt like that in here? Anybody ever wondered why Jesus didn't do it exactly like you thought he should do it? Amen. There is something that takes place in each and every one of us, amen, that we feel a, a, a level of expectation, and then whenever Jesus doesn't do everything just like we want him to do it, sometimes we feel a little deflated. Can I just tell you this? Jesus' resurrection is the guarantee of eternal life for everyone who believes and obeys him. If you believe it and you'll obey him, amen. He said, if you, the, whoever liveth and believeth shall have eternal life. Lazarus is then an example of this new life personified for us. Why is this? Because we don't find a whole lot of people being raised from the dead, but we do find a few people, specifically whenever Jesus was walking the earth, we find a few people, and one of those is Lazarus. What is the result of Jesus' action raising Lazarus from the dead? Anybody ever raised somebody from the dead in here? Anybody ever done that? Me either. Me either. And so I would say that that's a pretty big deal, Right? Now, it's a big deal to raise somebody else from the dead. It's an even bigger deal to raise yourself from the dead. But remember what Jesus said. He said, I am the resurrection. That means even before he goes into the grave, the good news is he is the resurrection. But he didn't stop there. He said, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever liveth and believeth in me, Jesus says, shall never die. Today, Jesus promises. His promise is to each of us who face our own doubt, our own disappointment, our own grief, our own fear. And guess what he does? He confronts us with his identity as the resurrection and the life. You can't come into a service, amen, feel the presence of God, feel the power of God, and leave the same way that you came because he says, I am the resurrection and the life. 
Even though things in your life might seem dead, even though doubt and fear might be gripping you right now, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Amen. So what does that mean? What does that mean for you and I? That means that each of us need to admit our sin. You know why we don't get where we should be going sometimes? We do it to ourselves. Sin is what stops us. If we've got sin in our life, we can't get closer to God. The longer we allow sin, amen, to remain in us, the Scripture talks about how we are dead in our sins. But the good news is Jesus said, I'm the resurrection. Amen. So if you are dead in your sins today, if you've been living a life that pleases you and you know is not pleasing to God, you need to confess it, you need to admit it, and you need to turn from it. Amen. And that's what we, we call death or repentance, right? We, we call it a turning from our old life and a turning to our new life. But really, when everything is all said and done, we are trying to escape death and move into life. So when we leave sin behind, we repent. Amen? The Bible says we can have death to the old self with the bad habits and the evil intentions. And we can be buried, amen, in the water of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? And then He wants to give us, He has promised to give us the same resurrection power. Now, I know I'm moving fast for some of you, but for, for some of you, not fast enough. I get that. Let me just say it one more time. When we repent of our sins and we turn from our old life and we're buried in the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins, He has promised resurrection power through His Spirit. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. When he was getting ready to leave, he told his disciples, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And so when Jesus comes and he lives inside of you, amen, through the Holy Ghost, he is the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. And you will know. When you receive His Spirit, you will know. It's not just a guess. It doesn't just happen. Some people think, well, just when I raised my hand and said I wanted to be a member, that's when I received the Holy Ghost. That's not how it happens. The Scripture says very plainly, if you go all through the book of Acts, you will find that people were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when they were filled, something took place. Something was evident. And there was an evidence that followed the gift of the Holy Ghost. They spoke in a language that they had never learned before as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. We call it speaking in tongues, but it's speaking in a heavenly language that you didn't learn. And when God fills you with his spirit, you will speak in that language and God will enable you to do so. And you say, well, what, is, what does that have to do with me? Maybe I haven't experienced that yet, but maybe that's not for me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Amen. Because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Amen. He said, if you believe this, if you uh, live this, he said, you will have eternal life. I, I know sometimes uh, we, we get frustrated because we're living in sin and we're living in darkness. What happens? What happens when God calls you out of darkness? What happens when you feel that tug, when you feel that pull and you say, I know I should, but I don't know if I can. I want to be different, but I just don't think I can. I feel good on this wonderful Sunday here with all these wonderful people, but tomorrow it's going to be a different story. I wish I had a witness in here today. Amen. It's not always easy, but we've got to make up our mind. He is the resurrection and the life. 
He makes His power available to each and every one of us today. Amen. It's not just for me. It's not just for my family, but it's for you. It's for your family. The Scripture says it's to all who are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So what happens when He calls you from darkness to light? What happens when Jesus calls you from death and into life? It's kind of like when Jesus showed up on the scene with Lazarus. He shows up on the scene and Lazarus, they get there and Mary and Martha are just totally upset. They're, they're really down and things are not going well. And Jesus tells them, I'm the resurrection and the life. Your brother's going to live again. He's going to rise. It's going to be okay. And they're like, okay, we know he's going to rise again in the resurrection, but not right now. And Jesus said, no, 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 you don't understand. Take me to where you put him. Take me where you buried him. Take me to the, the, the tomb. I, I want to go to the tomb. And, and so they get there, and, and he's like, roll away the stone. And they're like, oh, wait a second, Jesus. This has been four days he's been in there. By, by now, he stinks. Like a dead body after four days. It's not, he's not going to smell good. This is not going to be pretty. Jesus, let's not go there. Anybody ever feel, have that feeling? You don't understand my sin. You don't understand my life. You don't understand the, 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 the depths of depravity that I've been in. Let's not go there today. It's Easter Sunday, and I got my nice clothes on. Well, I'm going to go there. <laughs> Amen. Because Jesus said, hey, I want you to roll away the stone. Amen. That takes a little bit of work. That takes a little bit of effort. You had to get up. You had to get dressed. You actually had to fight through some traffic maybe to get here today. You had to fight the crowd to find a seat today. You had to uh, be patient and, and be able to try to pay attention to what the preacher was saying today. That takes a little bit of effort to roll away the stone. But then Jesus calls out to Lazarus and he says, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus starts to come out of the grave. Lazarus comes out of the grave. And I want you to notice that Lazarus, when he came out of the grave, he was still all wrapped up, wasn't he? Amen. Isn't that what the Bible says? He still had his grave clothes on. And so when Jesus calls you out of the grave, you still have grave clothes. And he says to those around, he says, loose him and let him go. I just want to ask you, what are some of the grave clothes? Some of us, we don't even realize. What are some of the things that keep us bound and keeping us, even after he's called us out of darkness and into light, out of death and into life? I, I just wonder, what are some of the things that keep us bound and keep us from being what Jesus intends for us to be? Well, there's There's gossip. Gossip. We got to loose, you know, we got to loose this gossip because, you, you know, when he called you out of darkness into light, he, he called you out of gossip. Now he wants you to say positive things. Amen. Now he's giving you the ability to say powerful things and speak life. The Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And when he gives you resurrection power, he gives you power to speak life so you can put gossip aside. How about... Angry outbursts before when you were in darkness. Amen. You had angry outbursts. You were always mad and going off on everybody. Come on up here, Lazarus. Come on up here, Lazarus. You were always, come on, just hop. Go ahead, just hop. Yeah, you, yeah, there you go. Come on, hop. Come on, hop with me. Come over here. 
We lost one. Hold on. There you go. You still don't 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 move too too fast. There we go. You stay wrapped up. You're destroying the illustration here. But he gives you peace, and you don't have to be angry anymore. You don't have to go off on people anymore. Amen. Because you're in Jesus Christ now, you don't have to be angry. You can take that grave clothes off. All right, we'll unwrap your head. What did we just drop? We just dropped something. We dropped something. Here, just put that on your head for now. Let's, let's keep unwrapping him. Let's see what else we got here. I don't know where it starts and where it ends. Starts at the bottom. Is that where I was supposed to start? Nobody told me. Did I drop one now? That's good. Hey, we're unwrapping him. This is messy work. Hey, I got one. I got one. Immorality. Woo! When we were in darkness, when we were dead in our sins, we were immoral. We did things we know weren't pleasing to Him. We, we did things that, that, that were, you know, most people, uh, they, they have some bad in their past. They got some skeletons in their closet. But whenever Jesus calls you out of darkness into life, He says, I can help you be a moral citizen. I can help you be a good person. Amen. Not by your own righteousness. Not by your own goodness. Amen. But I can do it through my righteousness. How about this one? Fear of humans. Anybody have fear of humans? Anybody, anybody afraid you, you can't trust people, you can't be around people? You don't know if people, come on somebody, you know if they're going to hurt you or what they're going to do? Whenever Jesus calls you, He calls you into a body of people where love is the answer. Amen. Where you can trust people. He calls you into a place, amen, where you can have peace and you can have joy. How about this one? Anybody ever condemn yourself? You live a life where all you do is think about all the bad that you've done and the devil reminds you. But you know what? The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. You need to take, come on somebody, you need to get those grave clothes off. How about, this one got ripped, that's good, impurity. Impurity. Some of us, we lived impure lives. You know what? You know what? Being in the church and being around people who are real with us and Christian, you know what that does? That helps us to develop purity. Amen. Some of us, when we came into the church, we didn't know. Come on, somebody. We didn't know purity. We didn't understand purity. All we'd ever heard, all we ever understood was impurity from the time that we were a little kid and somebody started letting ba a, a television babysit us and we watched all kinds of things that we shouldn't have watched and impurities developed in our hearts and in our minds and then they became our behaviors. We didn't know any better, but Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm calling you out of impurity and I'm calling you to a life of purity. How about, oh, that was angry outburst. We already did that one. How about being hateful? Woo! Anybody, anybody in here ever had a problem with being hateful? Amen. The, the, he, here's the deal. Whenever Jesus calls you out of darkness and he calls you out of being hateful, he gives you the ability, amen, to quit being hateful and be loving. And you start being able to love people that you could never love before. My grandma used to say it, there are some people that only the Holy Ghost can help you love. 
How about cursing? Mm-hmm. Shut your mouth. <laughs> there are some of you in here. You need, come on now. We need to get these grave clothes off of you. I know, come on, I know you've been baptized in Jesus' name. Some of you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, and you're trying to live an overcoming life, but you slip up. Well, man, we could stay on that one a while. He, he wants to give you a clean mouth. He wants to get rid of your dirty mouth and give you a clean mouth. Amen. He wants to, he wants to help you speak life, not curses. Alcoholism. You know what? Now you're, now you're drinking new wine. We're going to get rid of that alcoholism. We got to get rid of that. Club life. Come on now. Come on. Some of y'all was... You can't, go to, you can't go to club on Saturday and come up in here on Sunday and act like... You got to realize he wants you to shed that. This one got kind of tore up, but look, addicted to pornography. Well, I won't go through the statistics, but the statistics say you look to the right and you look to the left, one of those people is addicted to porn. Not here. Not in the house of God. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. If you're addicted to porn, you can be set free. Come on, somebody. You can be delivered. How about this one? Unforgiveness. Anybody have some grudges you've been holding? Unforgiveness. Amen. He wants to set you free from those grave clothes of unforgiveness. He wants you to be able to forgive people. He wants you to be able, amen, to let things go. How about forgotten? Anybody ever feel forgotten? Amen. You know what? He says you're never forgotten. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never let you down. I think we got them all, Ashton. Did we get them all? Lying. That's another good one. I think that's, I think that's it, Ashton. Look at all those great clothes. Now, look, you got you to gotta give Ashton a hand because he was Lazarus today. But each and every one of us needs somebody to come along and set us free. You're looking sharp, son. Every one of us needs somebody to help us. That's why you need the church. That's why you need to come to church not just one Sunday, but every Sunday. Amen. That's why you need to make it a point to be around the people of God every chance that you can. Amen. Every opportunity. We have life groups that are going to start up this, this, brand, this brand new life, to, uh, life week term is starting up this next week. If you're not in a life group, you should just join a life group. Why? Because it helps me shed my grave clothes. Amen. It helps me to loosen my grave clothes and get those things off. Amen. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't do it by myself. I, I can't do it. If, if I could do it by myself, then I wouldn't, Jesus wouldn't have told Lazarus, hey, you know, loose him and let him go. You, you're looking good, man. Let's pull up that pocket square. We need somebody. You know, the old saying says that you can learn everything that you need in solitude except for character. 
You know what Jesus wants to develop in each and every one of us? Character. His character. Amen. His righteousness. His purity. His love. His peace. He wants to put that inside of each and every one of us. And can I tell you, you'll never look better than with a group of people who love you and care about you and want to see what God has for you. They want to see God's best in your life. That's why you need the church. Because Jesus didn't just say, I'm the resurrection. I'm closing. Look, I'm done. But let me just share this. He said, I am the resurrection. Lazarus, come forth. And the life. Loose him and let him go. Jesus didn't just call you out of darkness to leave you the way that he found you. Amen. He called you out of darkness. He called you out of death. And he wants to give you the life. Not just life, but he said life more abundantly. He wants you to have the best life possible. He wants to give you, come on somebody, the joy and the peace and the righteousness that He only he can give you. Amen. Let's all stand. Today is your day. Say, it's my day. Because he's the resurrection and the life. It's not enough just to come out of darkness. But he said, I want to give you, amen, something you couldn't give yourself. Look at all these grave clothes. Sometimes we just need to shed the grave clothes. We've got to get rid of the things that are holding us back. And that's what you need the church for. He looked at the people around and he said, loose him and let him go. Did you know, church, that it's our job to loose each other? We have a God-given mandate to help one another. Amen. God has put us in the body. He's put us in the family for a reason. There is a purpose why you're here. Well, pastor, I can't make it every Sunday. I understand, but can I just go a little bit further without offending anybody? When you're, when you're not here, you're missed. And when you're not here, you miss out. I'm not, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but this is how God created the church. This is how God put us together so that we could help one another, so that we could pray for one another, so we could encourage one another. He said, I'm the resurrection, not just salvation, but he said, I am the life. Jesus said the thief comes, and he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he said, but I'm come that you could have life, and you could have it more abundantly. So today is your day. It's time for you to exchange the old life for new life. Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and, and so what he does is he breathes life into our ashes, into our dead bodies, into our old self, and he says, look, I can make you brand new. Today, I, I just want to do something a little different. I know it's going to seem weird, but it's going to seem more weird if I don't do it, okay? So let, let's, let's just do something different today. I'd like for as many of you as can to come to this front, just come up here as close to the front. You could even stand on this first step if you want. If you can't make it all the way down to the front, at least step out into the